Welcome to the very first episode of Bariatric Bros, living that bariatric life and eating like men. I'm Mike Alley, and I just want to thank you for giving us a shot for being here. You know, when I started thinking about this and putting this together, I wasn't sure if anybody's going to listen, but you're right there. So, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Let's start out by just saying that we are everywhere on social media, and I hope that you'll follow us. We are at Bariatric Bros on Facebook and Instagram. We're on Twitter. Hey, we even have a TikTok because we're cool like that, kind of. I don't, not really, but, and of course, we've got an email too. So if you ever want to reach out, it's real simple. It's bariatricbros at gmail.com. How simple could that be? So why am I doing a podcast? I am a foodie, have always been a lifetime big guy. Not kind of like the roly-poly kid, you know, just had some extra weight. But as I, you know, got older, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And I have spent most of my life talking. I've been a broadcaster for over 30 years. I'm um, a live event producer. So I have been behind the mic for so many years. And when you do something that is as life-changing as bariatric surgery is, you need to process it. And I just passed a year since my surgery. In that time, I've already dropped 135 pounds. So that has been life-changing for me. And look, I've dieted and worked out and lost weight before. I've lost over 100 pounds before. Maybe you have too, but it's never stuck. It's never been a full lifestyle change like having a gastric sleeve procedure has. So I just started really looking into the community. I started looking around. I started asking questions and I found that there are, you know, a few podcasts out there. A lot of them are very kind of scientific and very dry. And there's a lot of them that are, you know, very kind of uh, female focused. And I went, well, you know what? I'm a dude and it's a little different for us. I mean, a lot of the things are the same. It doesn't matter what, you know, your gender is, but there are just certain things that it's kind of like, man, maybe we should do something that's just kind of focused on dudes that are having this procedure. Now, look, ladies, if you're listening, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. And you know what? I hope the tips and tricks and all the other things that we're going to do uh, will apply to you and that you'll enjoy it and that you'll share it and be a part of what we're doing. But, you know, I just I've developed this community of some great bariatric bros that I just wanted to highlight because they're doing great things and they're really out there making a difference in their lives. So plus I have spent literally the last year answering questions, a zillion questions. Every time I have a business meeting with someone who hasn't seen me in, you know, more than a month or two, the first 20 minutes of that business meeting is always, well, what did, what did you do? How did it go? I mean, oh my gosh, look at you. So I thought, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let's fire up what everybody's doing and and jump into the podcast and let's share some experiences together. So I really do hope that this podcast is going to be something that is not just me talking to you, but is going to be interactive. It's going to be you reaching out on social media or emailing, and maybe you've got questions that we can answer, and maybe you know you can 
share some tips and some tricks. We are going to do all kinds of fun things. So here's what we're going to do. First off, we're, you know, I'm definitely going to keep you updated on my journey, on what I'm doing and how things are going in my life through this procedure so far. I'll catch you up today on kind of my story and how I got to where we are. But this is not just going to be about me. We are going to have other cool things on here, and I want to keep it fun and light. Honestly, you know, you don't need just another. Look, we all, if you've had the procedure, if you're in process, you know how dry some of those seminars can be sitting there trying to listen to all about nutrition and all about vitamins and all about it. Here's the thing. It's super important and you got to do it, but I want this to be fun. I want this to be a little lighter. I want this to be, you know, the real life of what it's like. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to keep you updated on what's happening with me. We're also going to talk about some some tips and and I say tricks, but, you know, it's just kind of some, some things I've learned along the way and some things that other folks have learned along the way to, you know, just kind of make this journey uh, not... We're all different, but it doesn't have to be completely different. You're not like so set apart, you know, at first you're kind of like, how do I go out and eat with other people? How do I, you know, go to work? What are people going to say? How, this is going to be weird. And yeah, you have to do some different things in order to follow the program and stay in the lifestyle, but you do not have to feel like you're totally set apart. You know, you're not uh, out of the click of, you know, the rest of things. It's not high school all over again. As a matter of fact, you're going to feel less like that probably the farther you go into this. And especially when you get into the bariatric community, because there's so much support and so much love. And I've got to tell you, that just has resonated with me so much. People are so willing to reach out and help and connect. Plus, I want to bring in some of my bariatric bros. Yep, I'm going to be talking with other guys that have gone through this procedure, talking about their stories, talk about their their struggles, but also just kind of about their life and how they've lived after this procedure. And you know what? We'll also talk about the fact that I am a foodie. I will tell you the one thing that, that tipped me in having this procedure when I went to the first seminar, and I'm getting into my story a little bit, but was the doctor that I did, Dr. Singh, who is a um, is just like a leader in bariatric surgery, was on stage and he said, if you're a foodie, you can still be a foodie after this procedure. You're just going to take half of it home. And I went, hey, that's not bad because I don't mind paying for a great meal. But if I'm paying for a great meal and I'm only going to eat four ounces of it, well, hey, at least I get to take it home and I get to eat it two or three more times. So, you know, that's going to help my, my wallet as well. So we're going to talk about food. There's going to be a lot of that in here. And, you know, I'm thinking about things like maybe we'll do some taste tests. Maybe we'll try some of the new things that are coming out on the market that are protein forward or geared towards weight loss or the program. And I'll tell you what I think doesn't mean that I'm 100% right. Everybody's tastes are different. But you know what? We'll do some of that. And we'll let you know. Maybe you'll find a new snack or a new thing that you need to get you through that'll help you get through what you're doing. By the way, I should probably stop here and mention something. This is a podcast about opinions. I'm a guy who had a procedure and I'm going to talk about life. And we're going to have people on here talking about life. I am not a medical 
medical professional. Everything that you're going to hear on here is my opinions and my life or the opinions of our guests. And unless we specifically are having a doctor or a nutritionist, you and your doctor have to determine what your plan is and what you need to be doing. So I just want to throw that disclaimer out there that I am not a doctor, nor do I play one on this podcast. So you're going to hear my opinions. You're going to hear my real life. And when I'm on plan and maybe things that I do that don't necessarily follow what your doctor has said or what your plan is or what you're doing, doesn't mean that I'm right. It doesn't mean that you're right. It just is our life. So you can take my tips just as they are. It's about my life and my journey. So I'm not putting out there saying that you should do the same things that I'm doing. Just so we get that in there, the lawyer's back here and that's what he's you know, telling me to say. So how did I get here? How did I get where I am? How did I lose 135 pounds in the last year since getting sleeved on June 26, 2019? Let's start back at the beginning. I was a heavy kid. Like I said earlier, I was not kind of the roly-poly. I mean, I go back and I look at photos. And you may, if you've had the procedure, you've probably looked at photos of yourself, especially going back a few years. And when you do your transformation Thursday or your your face-to-face Friday pictures and post them on social media and go, oh my gosh, wow, I was so big. But I look back at my pictures when I was a little kid and, and into my teenage years, and uh, you know I wasn't the I wasn't the round roly poly kid. However, I always remember that we had to buy husky clothes. I was always a little heavier. I always carried some weight. I remember getting teased in school about being the fat kid. And like I said, I look back at those pictures and I think I really wasn't like the quintessential fat kid, but. I guess I had enough weight and I was the biggest one in the class as far as my weight goes, so I got teased. It never really bothered me a ton. (laughs) A ton. Wow, that was an interesting choice of words, right? But I must admit, looking back, that it's something that I always wished was different. My dad's side of the family was big, big people. I got through the childhood pretty good and it wasn't like a thing that bothered me and into my 20s, getting married and moving on, it just kind of, the weight just kind of gained. It just kind of happened. And I wouldn't be happy about it, but it was just kind of life. And so you just buy bigger clothes and you just keep moving on. I think the biggest crutch for me was I was always super healthy. I wasn't super working out or anything, but the way my body reacted, I had low cholesterol. My blood pressure was always great. I was just a big, healthy dude. And you know what? When you don't have anything that moves you forward to make a change, why do it? Hey, I get to eat everything I want. I get to stuff my face. I have some emotional eating issues that I've found out about, but you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm still healthy. Moving down the line, you you deal with uh, my my knees hurt a little bit or my ankles as you get older and all of that, but it's kind of like once you live with that pain for a number of years, then you just don't even realize you're living with it anymore. It's just part of who you are. And so that was kind of my life. I was the big guy. And then I got into radio. And let's face it, it is one of the more sedentary jobs. You sit behind a microphone for four to five hours a day and talk and nobody sees you. So again, 
no real need to worry about my image. And I always tell people, I said, I think I have the reverse body dysmorphia. You know, that's the body dysmorphia is a lot of times attributed to uh, folks who have anorexia. They look in the mirror and they see a fat person, even though they're, they're skin and bone, they, they see themselves as fat. I said, I always looked in the mirror and went, hey, that's not too bad. Yeah, I'm doing all right. And I like to dress. And, I, you know, I've always said if I could afford it, I'd probably be a clothes horse. But it was just, I just did it. I just lived it. Now, what I didn't like, though, was to then go back and see a photo. Because for some reason, looking in the mirror, I saw a thinner person. But when you see the photo of yourself, you go, oh, my goodness. Wow. Do I really look like that? Am I really that big? I mean, I remember saying to my wife early on when, when I was gaining and I said, look, don't ever, don't ever let it get so that my, my stomach is, you know, out past my knees. But it happened. But again, I rested on the, well, hey, I'm healthy. So I'm big. My whole family's big. Hey, that's just genetics. I never really did much about it. Then around 2008, I saw video of myself. I, I got a chance to go to Nicaragua with a charity and they shot video while we were there. And while we're going through this process of being in Nicaragua during their like steamy rainy season. So literally we were soaking wet the entire time and walking through these little shanty villages. And when I saw the video back, I, I teared up because I just went, look, look how big I am. I got to do something about this. So I launched a thing and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to lose weight. And I actually did a campaign and I did a blog. You could probably still find it online somewhere on blogger or something. And it was Mike Alley's 80 in 08. I was going to lose 80 pounds in 2008, doing some working out and losing weight. I, I think probably I was doing Atkins at that point or South beach. I mean, maybe you're like me, you know, I've done every, everything that's come down the line. Every diet that's come down the line. I did Atkins. I did South Beach. Hey, you remember Susan Powder? You remember that uh, work crazy workout lady with the blonde spiky hair? And I guess I was in my late 20s probably when she came on TV and the infomercial was everywhere. And she was. It's about burning fat. You can eat all this food. You can. She would have mounds and mounds of like beans and all these other things. And she said, it's all about fat. So if you, you can eat all the suit you want and be satisfied, just don't eat fat. And I actually bought that. I'm not a big infomercial guy, but I bought that program. And I will tell you that I did the stuff and it did not work. And it wasn't until Atkins came around that I found out carbs are my trigger. Carbs are what make me gain weight. When I start dropping the carbs, my energy goes up. I feel better. And I thought Atkins was my savior. But you know what? Again, you can't like live on it. I know people do, but I just couldn't live on it. I just couldn't stay that course. I like too many things. I'm 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 a proponent of why can I never ever have another orange or a banana again? That doesn't seem right. All this food was created for us in moderation and it just doesn't seem that I you know, right to not have that. So I tried the Susan powder. It didn't work. I went on Atkins. I did South Beach so that I could add a few more carbs and fruit and things back in. None of that worked. But I saw this video of myself in Nicaragua and I went, got to do something. So I said, I'm going to lose 80 pounds in 08. And I started out well. 
Because again, I can drop 15 or 20 pounds at the drop of a hat. I was a big guy. It doesn't take a whole lot to do that. Stop drinking sodas. Stop drinking your sweet teas. It comes off. But when it got down to the brass tacks, it was just, I did not have the structure in my life and I was not ready for it. So I did it. I got to the 80 and 08 and then I gained it back in the next year, probably not even in the next year. After that, I don't remember when it was, but somewhere down the line, oh, and I've been paid, by the way, being on the radio, I mean, when Nutrisystem first came out back in, what, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, one of the radio stations I was at, I was paid to go on Nutrisystem and lose weight. I was paid to do Metafast for three years. I did Metafast and was paid. Let me tell you, it's a great motivator. If somebody's paying you to keep your weight off, you know, you learn to drop weight. I dropped over a hundred pounds on Metafast working with a trainer, but not in a sustainable way. You shouldn't be on Metafast for three years. But even my doctor was telling me the training I was doing was too stressful and extensive for a man of my age at that time. So I've lost the weight before, but it was, how can I sustain that? How can I keep it? And slowly, even after the 100 pounds, which was really just about five years ago, it started to come back on. So that brings us all up to, I guess, what, 2018? Yeah, I'm in having my annual physical with my doctor. So we kind of have the same conversation every year during the physical, which is, hey, you're doing great. Your blood work looks great. Your cholesterol is still low. Um, everything's good. You know, you should probably lose some weight because your joints are going to hurt the older you get. And I look at him and I go, I gotcha. I know. I know what you mean. Let, you know, I'll try to work on that. When he came in this time, he looked at me and he said, hey, Mike, you're looking great. Everything's good on your blood work. Your cholesterol's still low. All those other things are good. However, I need to talk to you about something. And that's when all of a sudden, of course, your hair stands on the back of your neck and you go, uh-oh, what's, what's that about? And he said, over the last few years, we're seeing a slow increase in your blood pressure each year. It keeps creeping up. And it's at the level now where we need to talk about putting you on medicine. Now, I was 51 years old. My folks are in their 70s. And both my mom and my dad take multiple blood pressure medicines. So it's in the family. And I just went, wow, I don't want to think about being on blood pressure meds for like the next 30 or 40 years, however long God gives me to be on this planet. And he said, threw it out there. He's like, have you ever thought about bariatric surgery? And the funny thing is I had a few years back, we have a hospital that, that's known for it uh, here in the Maryland area. And I'd seen their billboards for years and they had uh, commercials. And I'd actually gone to their website and I'd looked at it. And, you know, they're free seminars like most do. And I hadn't gone, but I'd looked at it and I went, mm, that's interesting. And I just kind of left it there. So when he brought it up and he said bariatric surgery, and I said, you know, I've looked at it, but I've not really investigated it. And he said, I really think it's something that you should look at. And I said, let me do that. Before we go the med route, let, let me do that. Probably that day, I think I went onto the internet, went to that hospital that, that I had seen before, which was St. Agnes in Baltimore, and said, okay, here's, here's their program. So I looked at it and I found my doctor who is literally like the founder of the bariatric program at that hospital. They're like the first hospital to have bariatric, you know, a bariatric program in Maryland. Been doing it for 25 or 30 years. He's like the grandfather of these procedures. 
And I just went, well, if you're going to go with someone, let's go with the guy who's done the most. Let's go with the guy who's the best. And so that's what I did. So I went to a seminar. He was teaching it. I kind of went in thinking, yeah, I'm going to do this. I know a lot of you have probably spent a lot of time deciding before you have the procedure. I kind of went in with the idea that, you know what, I don't want to go on meds. And if this is a way, then, uh, you know, I'm really going to look at it. But I was concerned, and I'll tell you, because it's such a part of my life, I was concerned about the food. I was concerned about eating. What am I eating after this? Am I literally stuck on yogurt and protein shakes for the rest of my life? I mean, I might rather take the meds. And so I said, you know, let me let me do this. Let me do this seminar. Let me find out about it. I sat through the two-hour seminar. And as I told you earlier, he got me right at the end. When he was looking at things and he said, if you're a foodie, you can still be a foodie after bariatric surgery. You're just going to take half of it home. In my head, if it was a cartoon, the light bulb would have gone off over my head and I just went, bing, okay, I'm in. For me, that was it. Boom, I'm having this. That's all there is to it. I didn't care how much it was, you know, how much I was going to lose or whatever. What hoops did I have to jump through? And in my case, it was about a year-long process to jump through hoops because of the insurance stuff, medically supervised weight loss and all the things that you have to go through to get there. But was a couple of days later, I called them and I said, I'm in. What do I need to do? Give me the packets. Let's get rolling on this. So I have the procedure. June 26, 2019. I'm just over a year. I'm down 135 pounds, and it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. I feel so much better. The looks thing, uh, you know, is it great to have people tell you, oh my gosh, you look great. You're killing it. Da, 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 da. That's wonderful. It That doesn't motivate me because honestly, I had been comfortable with the way that I look. And I'm not saying that is, is not a humble brag. It's just kind of, that's been my mode, I guess. It's just... Kind of there. I've been married to my wife for over 30 years. She loves me, whatever I look like. So I'm good with that. Anybody else, it don't matter. But you know, and especially during these times that we've been in the past few months being at home, working at home, taking our dog out for walks, you know, now three, four times a day, I am walking miles. I get done. And one, I don't have to stop. I don't have to, I'm not breathing heavy when I get back. And the best part is my knees and ankles don't hurt. They just don't hurt anymore. And I did not realize how long I had been living with daily aches and pains. I mean, look, I'm in my 50s. You know, you're going to have daily aches and pains. You're getting older. That's just what happens. But I did not realize how much this weight was affecting the rest of my body with just pain. And if for no other reason than that. Oh, by the way, I should mention the blood pressure. Yeah, back to normal. I mean, literally within probably a month of the procedure, my blood pressure had dropped into, uh, you know, higher than they want, but greatly reduced from what it was right before surgery. The lack of waking up and going, oh, and you put your feet out on the floor and you get up and you're like, oh, and the creaks and the cracks and just the pain. And I'm like, Psh. if it was for that alone, I'd do this again and again. I've been truly blessed by going through this process. Now, as you know, whether you've been through it or whether you're prepping for it, it is a mental game. And that is everybody who asks, who's asking me not just about how I did it, but is asking about the procedure, thinking about the procedure. It is a mental game. You have got to be prepared mentally. It's why you go through psych evaluation 
is to get yourself prepared for your relationship with with food and yourself and other people after this. But you have to have the mental game inside to be ready to go, especially from those few weeks pre-op to those eight to 10 weeks post-op. You have to prep yourself and be ready for that. And we'll get into that in future episodes about how you do that and what's going on. But as you can tell, (laughs) I'm passionate about this. It's made such a change in my life, probably for you. If you're listening to this, you've probably been through it or you're thinking about it. And I just want you to know that I'm here. We're here. The bariatric bros are here. And so we would love for you to connect with us. We would love for you to be a part of this community that we're building, that we're a part of. The The weight loss community, the bariatric community is huge. And as I said, they're so supportive of each other. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have fun. It's not going to be just stories and all that, but it's going to be some fun. We're going to have have that as well. And we're going to be doing some added content on other platforms. Anyway, that's it for me for right now. But here is how you can help us moving forward. So first off, follow us on all the socials. We are at Bariatric Bros on everything. Like I said, we are on Instagram. We've got our Facebook page up. We are on Twitter and even on TikTok. If you're not on TikTok, get over there. It's kind of fun. We are going to be, like I said, putting up some content there. We'd love to connect with you there and share stories and just see your photos and see what's going on. So connect with us on all those platforms. And then here's the biggest thing you can do. Subscribe to this podcast or like it, or however your platform goes so that you know when the next episode's coming out. If you click on that, that's great. And leave a review, even if it's a quick one. Just put in 10 words, put it up there and give us a big five-star review, and that way other folks get to see it. What we're here for is for you. What you can do is help us spread the word. Get it out there. Share the podcast with people. We've got the uh, website that's getting ready to launch. It may be already launched. We're in the final like little tinkering on that, but it's going to be, of course, bariatricbros.com. So you can head there. But the big thing is subscribe and review on any of your podcast platforms. We really appreciate that. And definitely shoot us an email. It's bariatricbros at gmail.com. Send me a note. Let us know if there's particular topics. If you've got questions, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll bring them up from time to time or just say hi. You know, just say hi, connect in. I mean, at some point, maybe we'll do some some email stuff or some giveaways or that kind of thing. Who knows? I, like I said, we're just starting this and we just want to get it out there. Get people encouraged. That's probably the biggest word is encouragement. Because you know what? There are going to be days when you're going to feel down. It's going to be like, why am I doing this? Why did I do this? Or somebody's going to say something to you. I saw a post just the other day. I was following someone and somebody, you know, that post of, oh, you took the easy way out. No, you didn't. You ain't been through this. You know, this is not the easy way. It's a tool just like any other. Here's the best thing. You know what I also love about this community? This community is probably the most diverse community of people on the planet. You know that it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter what anything you are. If you have had the bariatric procedure, you are in the family and we are here for you. There you go. All right. So emailing us, following us on the socials, liking, subscribing, and reviewing the podcast. We sure would appreciate it. And share it with friends. Get the link 
and shoot the podcast over to someone else who needs it. There you go. That's it. I appreciate you spending some time with me today. Maybe you've been taking your walk. Maybe you've been working out at the gym. I want you to keep going and keep doing it. That's it for this week. I'm Mike Alley. Thank you for listening. I can't wait to talk to you next time. And get out there and keep living that bariatric life and eating like men.